than my mother. Come on. Hey, Ron. I can't hear your voice. I know. Nothing. Come. There you go. That's better. It's your beautiful baritone. That's right. My lovely singing voice. No, no. Let's not do that. Yes, please. Let's not. So, welcome to the podcast. We have. Why does this sound so loud to me? You're a little louder than us, I think. No, it's loud in my ear. Oh, your headphone volume maybe yeah. is that too high? I don't know. Welcome to the podcast, Ben Watch, Binge Watch Podcast. Um, it's been a while. We haven't had a session in a couple weeks. What, what episode are we on here? Now? I thought you were going to say 41? we haven't had a threesome in a while. <laughs> well, that, that's true too. That I mean, is true. Yeah, we haven't had a. Haven't had well. A we haven't had a threesome ever. Three people here. <laughs> not the not old, the three of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We right, haven't right. had three people podcasting in a long time, and you, Ginger, have not been here in a long. That's time right. Podcast. You've been skipping. Yes. Where's my official welcome? Welcome back yeah. to the podcast. Thank you, Ginger. Do we have official? Do we have a nickname for her? Uh, I don't think so. Because she's not here. <laughs> that, that one often. that's appropriate. <laughs> right. One that's besides Mima. Well, and no, uh, th- that's true, Mima. Well, but the first line in this podcast is going to be, "There's worse than my mother." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pray to God <laughs> my mother never listens to this. Oh, I'm going to text her, Ron. Give <laughs> gotta, me a number. Right, got to got to listen to this podcast. That your daughter's on. Yeah, uh, binge watch podcast. Hit us up on that Twitter thing at binge watch PC. Other than that. We'll get uh, uh, get underway here. Um, we'll save Warfin. That'll be the last thing. Mm-hmm. Are you guys caught up? No, we're two, well, be- two behind. Losers. One or two behind? Two. Only one. Two. I do yeah. have some complaints about this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we're two behind on Orphan. Two behind on Fear. I am two. Bu- I'm one or two behind on Fear. I'm surprised you stuck with that. Actually. Mm, me too. <laughs> I think it's. We'll get it's that, better than it's, better. it's gaining steam. It's, yeah, it's, it's gaining it's steam. Picking, it's picking up. All right. So, uh, we, you, news, no news. We'll just skip the news and uh, the pollinator's not here. Um, was there any news that we were. I'm sorry. I'm new to the news. News. It's like uh, anything, you know, new series or, oh. you know, forthcoming Anything that's in the news that's. Uh, um, I don't know. I'll look something up here. All right. Whatever. Roll, roll in the meantime. Roll on to okay. something else. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, Trump sucks. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, do you guys yeah. see Pretty all the that. fucking the protests and all that stuff? They there's a guy running for this. They're in, are they in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cincinnati? Right, that's where the convention's at. They're going to be the Republican National Convention meeting. Well, whatever they had this last week, maybe it was just a rally or a convention or or something. Was it in New Mexico that they had a big blow up down there? No, I don't think so. I think it's like in wherever yeah but uh the guy that's running for um and obviously the cops don't know this the i I guess he's one of the leading candidates for city attorney um they tackled his ass he's at the protest and he's walk he's backing up and the cops are saying back up back up they're trying to kick all the protesters down to some certain park or area or whatever and he's just backing up but he's filming them and they just bum rush him and slam him to the ground and take trump no, dog oh that'd be awesome. Oh. The city guy that's running for city attorney. Yeah. So if oh. you win city attorney, he would 
the, so the crime that he's charged with would have to be prosecuted by the office that he's potentially going to win. Right. But also, I guess if he went over, went after the cops, like he would be the guy that would have the official duty to like investigate them and stuff. Yeah, really weird. And I think the caption that I read is like, "Cops fuck with wrong guy" or something like <laughs> right? that. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the. I guy did see that he is saying no. he is not going to debate Sanders. Yes. You know that's a, he's canceled that, twice. That's actually a smart thing for Trump to do because he has he, that's a no wins. That's a, he has nothing to gain from that, and Sanders has everything to gain from that. Yeah. Could you imagine if Sanders somehow destroys him in a debate? Oh, it wouldn't. It would. Not it that would, I'm a Sanders fan, but right? He but it would elevate Sanders's position right. and make him more viable against Hillary. So yeah, Sanders is like, yeah, bring it on, let's debate yeah, anytime, anywhere, any place. Because that was him, I'd be the same way. Because man, if I can get, I can nab a, a knockout blow on Trump or make him look silly, then man, it's just not going to nothing but help me. And there's nothing to gain for Trump. He's already coasting into this. You know why? Why, why mess with it? Yeah. Interestingly, I don't see it that I saw it or I, I viewed it as he's a pussy. He, he's not going to... He ends up looking like idiot every time he gets in a right. debate. Well, in the the Republican debates, he bullied those guys because they didn't want to be viewed as a bully, right? They were trying to... And Sanders will totally get in there and go toe-to-toe and scream and yell whatever you want to do or debate or whatever. So it would have been it would have been entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would have been awesome. <laughs> been a nice binge watch. Um, so... The I talked to you guys a little bit about this earlier, and I'll bring it up on the monitor so you guys can see it. Um, but I think you guys would love this series. I am. Um, I'm already in, actually, just from your chef. Mm. Chef's table is the name of the chef's series? table, mm-hmm. and the, it is fine. All these fine dining, um, super high end. I don't think they've done. Um, one of the documentaries. Anyway, it's called Chef's Table. It's on. It's a Netflix original. Just season two just came out last week. Um, season two? They've had a season one? Yeah. It was about six, seven months ago. Hmm. And it's hour long or hour and a half long documentaries. And they, and they do featured chefs. Um, let me see if I can pull up. Uh, you probably won't. These aren't like Bobby Flay. And those aren't chefs that you've heard of, right? Right, they, right. These are nose to the grindstone chefs that are in their restaurants 80, 90 hours a day. Um and um newsflash there's not 80 to 90 hours in a day. I'm um, in a week. And uh but you know they do just amazing food. And like this was the episode that I watched last night. This picture here, that's actually they roll that that's dessert on the table and they roll that out and then they come out and they basically paint the table with dessert and then these three things that you can see right here are frozen, nitrogen frozen, and they smash those, and it goes all over the table. Mm-hmm. So super high and cool stuff. But the food aside, which is obviously, I'm sure, I mean, they're they're all in the top 30 restaurants in the world. The expose piece, the documentary piece of them going over, like, what a struggle it was for them to get there. They all have super unique backgrounds. Um, almost all of them that I can think of had a point where they probably most people would have given up and walked away and gone and found a, a new um a new deal and you know a career uh but super cool i i binge watched the first uh season when it came out about six seven months ago um or at least that's when i saw it and watched it and then i'm three episodes into the six episode series 
for season two. Um, super, super cool. Hmm. And, the, and they're all farm to table is a much overused word, mm-hmm. but they are, uh, they're all, they work with the producers of the food, like the farmers and the growers, not like the hippie, like, Hey, this is farm to table, but in cultivating exact tastes, right. They have varieties grown that are only grown for their restaurants mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so super cool. The food part is cool, but the the human aspect of it is what I really really enjoyed. It'd be interesting to know how successful they are after the series. After well, they're each, all. Are, is it a new every every season? Is a new. Group it's of a new chefs. group of chefs. That yeah. it's an hour and a half, I think, per chef. But they are all super successful already. Already, mm-hmm. like most of these have their restaurant booked up about a year in advance, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's all. Um, super concentrated flavors, you know, not big portions. They do seven, eight course meals, most of them. Um, but it's it, that, that the food thing is one is is cool. Like I'm never going to be most of them are like three, four, five hundred dollars a plate. Never going to be able to go and uh, and and eat that. But it, much more entertain entertainment value for me was just their story and how they got there and how mm-hmm. hard they had to work and you know a lot of them almost crumbled at some point and found some way to persevere and get to the other side. Yeah. Super interesting. I think you guys will love it. I, I always found it interesting. Um, my previous career, I can say that now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. um, even though I was in HR, I dealt with chefs um, and they are all, I, and I say this and it's not being mean or Stop being mean. I'm not dreaming. They are all truly cut from the same cloth. They all have their the same idiosyncrasies. They all are angry and bullies and for for what we have. I mean, it is it is crazy how much. So what you're saying is that you missed your calling. Yes. Yes. Um, But I mean, passionate, you know, and and you know a lot of the good things. But it's so crazy, you know. Unfortunately, in HR, you deal with the the negative side of things, and that's what you what was consistent um, um, among all of them is they all had the same crap. So I think you're either meant to be a chef or you're not. Well, I think too, and I said this earlier. I think you'll be surprisingly refreshed at how chill these people are. Like I said, they're super demanding and go 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 type people and obviously it's a pretty stressful career and job and yeah. day that they do but all of these they're like i can't stand uh gordon ramsay and hell's kitchen and all that stuff i can't stand it i've never watched it yeah. i have zero interest to watch him humiliate people um but these aren't those chefs these got these are like mentors and they're building people up and somebody at some point took a gamble on them so they like to develop people and stuff so I think you'll you'll this will be refreshing for you, having seen the other side of the chef world. Speaking of, I want to interject a a movie I watched not too long ago. I didn't love it, but um, you know, the, kinda, Brad, the Bradley Cooper one. Yeah, I, and I was just about to look. Is it, it called it, Cooked? No, I think it's called either Burn or Burned. You may have to look that up. Or is it Burnt? Or Burnt? Either past one of those. Tense. Yeah. Um, past but it was you know the 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 personal side of a chef and. Yeah, burnt. It wasn't. It wasn't burnt. great. Yeah, burnt. But it wasn't. Horrible. I heard it was fairly middle of the road. Yeah. 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 yeah nothing. Nothing special about it. But it was not horrible. Truly, more but, than him, Sienna Miller was 
really better than he was. Yeah, she is. He, I like him a lot <laughs> when he's funny. Burnt, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a interest in Bradley Cooper. Like, the what is it, the something passenger notebook? Whatever, what did he do? A couple? Oh, uh, with... Uh, Some big drama. With uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Silver Plate. Silver Lining. Silver Lining Silver Playbook. Lining's playbook yeah. I, I really... I really love that movie, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but he—he, he, I think he's super funny. I love him in all the movies where he's being funny, but I don't—I don't know about serious role. I've never—I don't know that I've watched any movies where he's got a serious role, but it's worth a—it's worth a watch. I guess, but I guess I'll watch Limitless. Oh, Limitless. Where he had the drug that made him super smart. That was going to be turned into a TV show. I think it got canceled. No, it is. It's already through one season. I think they've—they've they've nixed it. Now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It never. Never got an audience. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. I'll watch it at some point. I tinkered with the idea of trying to get in there and watch it, but it's too much other stuff that I'm watching. Yeah, I just read a news thing saying it was... Gone. Yep. Canceled. Oh, well. Had a bunch of big-name producers behind it, too. I don't know. That's kind of a lame deal, like Minority Report, trying to bring those... Movies yeah, and make a, a TV series a movie out property of them. into a TV thing. Though. That was weak, by the way. I only <coughs> watched like she goes fifteen watch minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh, this is dumb. I watched the first episode and a half, and I boobs McGillicuddy. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Who's in that? I don't even remember. Well, just whatever the <laughs> who is boobs McGillicuddy? That's her. That's a real name. That's her given name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was just basically. 42 minutes of them trying to get her into the tightest sweater or shirt or something that <laughs> they could. I'm surprised you weren't all over that. Yeah, well, and, yeah. you know, not for that type of entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, and you know, that was on, wasn't it on, was that on Fox or was that on? Yeah, it was on Fox. Yeah, so you know it's doomed to be canceled anyway, so why bother? I did not like it. I was not a fan. So Chef Table, you guys need to check it out. Yeah. You will, it's addicting. Yeah. And there's also, I'm halfway through another documentary on Netflix called uh, For Grace. It's about an opening of a restaurant called Grace in Chicago. It's been pretty good so far, too. Um, Speaking of opening restaurant shows, we've seen the uh, previews for the new David Schwimmer show. No. <laughs> Feed the beast. I, I told you he would have a problem. He has a personal problem with him. I'm out. Right. I, I said when we were watching something just, and that came on. It looks like a muskrat I, knew I can't it. get past it. Yeah, it's an AMC. Is it an AMC or BBC show? It's on whatever fear. It's on AMC because it's yeah. on there, whatever There were fear. moments in the OJ TV series that I didn't hate him. But seventy yeah. percent of the time I hated him. <laughs> and and I you probably didn't listen to the podcast, but I played that the it was David. It was a video called "David Swimmer Says Juice," and it's all the time. He all the times in this <laughs> juice, 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 juice. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. His performance is right. not, not fantastic. Yeah. He was a little too. Yeah, there were there were parts but, in that. that okay, but let's go David back to. I'm not saying I'm not taking his side, but right. we don't know that that wasn't him. He wasn't playing the character. Oh yeah, uh, Kardashian. I mean, if you're just basing it on the that OJ. I'm basing yeah. it on Series. David Swimmer. <laughs> I know you are. I know you're. I I think he did a, did as far as David Swimmer goes. I think he did a pretty good job in in People versus OJ. It was okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I mean, I would say fifty forty nine percent of the time I didn't hate him. Forty nine. I of think the time. I'm going to try that show. I, I kind of want to. What try is it. it? A cooking show? Uh, these uh, guys. I, uh, well, the prim- I think the, yeah, the, premise the premise from the previews is two old friends. 
uh, open a restaurant together. And uh, in is it Brooklyn? It's in New York. I don't and know. then there's the mob involvement. The, they, one of them owes money to the mob, and they come in and can basically want to take control of it. And so it's them, you know, trying to keep it going with all that going on too. Well, you know? weird. Um, Sopranos had a very similar storyline. <laughs> well, yeah, it was about all the Sopranos storyline. There's was. nothing original out there anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um. So while we're on cooking shows, so I got addicted to. Uh, so the girls and I have always watched Chopped, and um, we watched um, Top Chef. Uh, well, we watch a lot of uh, America's Next Food Network Network Star, um, and then but that's their thing, and I kind of watch it. I don't, you know, I like it. It's kind of fun uh, to watch. And but uh, I got addicted to uh, um, Cutthroat Kitchen. Have you heard of that? Uh huh. But I've never watched it. So what, what it is about. like? They all start with twenty five thousand dollars. And things come up for auction and the auctions are called sabotages and you can pay anywhere from, I think a bidding starts at 500 bucks to $25,000 if you want to spend it, but there's rounds. Um, so it starts with four people. So you're sabotaging the, uh, <clears throat> uh, your, your, the people you're against, but you have to spend money. And so in $25,000, you win, if you win the competition, you win whatever's left in your hand at the end of the competition. So if you spend $24,000 all on sabotages and you only have a thousand bucks, that's what you win if you win the contest. So there's a lot of strategy behind it when they're going to spend their money, when they're not going to spend their money. And some of them will try to run all the way to the final without spending any money because they want the 25,000. Um, but they're really, the sabotages are horrible and these are all like high end chefs, right? Um, but some of them will be like the, one of the most famous ones is called the tiny kitchen where it's a fully functioning, uh, kitchen, but it's on wheels and it's for kids. And so it has a microwave in it. It's like this big, <laughs> has an oven in it about this it's big. Easy, easy big it has, yeah, it has, uh, 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 the bowl, the pans are about that big around. So they have to cook a full meal and with a little kitchen, or let's say that the dish, they, they all get the uh, challenged with the dish and um it's going to be some really high-end chicken dish well if you get the you win the sabotage then you get to tell your their opponents like you may give one of them um canned chicken like you'll get like really high-end chicken breasts well one will have canned chicken one will have to pick chicken out of um uh, chicken stir fry that's several days old (laughs) and try to get it to to work and you know it, it's just it's funny to watch because they're they'll struggle with it or they'll uh you know, some of the other stuff are like the the chef will have to craft all their tools um with out of aluminum foil so they can't have a spatula they can't have spoons they can't have measuring cups they just have a thing of aluminum foil and as they're trying to cook this really nice high-end uh entree thing they got to craft all this stuff out of aluminum foil so it's kind of funny. And then a judge comes in that doesn't know what they've faced, what they've been up against, and just, just rags them over the coals right, about how horrible their food is. Your taste, yeah. Then he picks one each round to eliminate, whichever the one is the worst. Hmm. But it was like four or five seasons on Netflix, and I blew through all of them when I was sick two weeks ago. It was pretty funny. What's the name of that show? It's called uh, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Kitchen. Kitchen. Cut, I cut, said Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Island. Island. That was a bad Gina Davis movie. Yeah. 
oh, what's that big line there? And then he says, she says something, and the ship blows up. There's know. some famous quote the from that. So horrible. That it's so bad. <laughs> and that's when she was dating or married to that director guy. Yeah. And he put her in that. And was his name? Remy? Was it his last name? <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Remy something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roland Remy. Remy Roland. Something like that. At least that's what comes to mind. We could Google it without, without Gina, Dana, Gina Davis. <laughs> right. yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I was never a fan. Yeah, I never were big. I mean, like, I, I remember flipping channels here a while back. I watched the, the 1986 The Fly with her and Jeff Goldblum. There was that and... Um, Beetlejuice. 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 I liked her and did like her in Beetlejuice. What was, and what was the, oh, long kiss goodnight? Her oh, and yeah. her and uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. 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 I never saw that. Not, not good either. No, it's not good. It they like uh, the much better movies were made that were like that, like uh, Mr. Miss Smith. I don't. I like that movie. That's okay. Yeah, it's kind of that tongue in cheek spy thing. And then um, the American version of La Femme Nikita and Point of No Return. That was yeah. Um, and then what was the one with? You're not talking about the remake of Thomas Crown Affair, are you? No, no, I can't remember the the name. Which of it. Ginger will watch anytime. <laughs> I do. I like that movie. <laughs> anytime. I anywhere. do. I love them and both in that. He movie. puts. He still puts out a really good movie like every year. Yeah. There's the November Man and um something else. Sadly, I have never seen the original, and I hate. I hate that. I've never seen the original of that. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen yeah. Yeah. I know. I ha- I don't know how that's. When you, all right, we'll happened. watch that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really done. That David Schumer show, by the way, is called Feed the Beast. Feed the Beast. Yeah. Out. <laughs> we will try it out and let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Let me know. You guys can come review. Are you. Um, We're gonna, are we going to be watching uh, the summer ride with Norman Reedus? Yes. Yeah. Is, is it that actually looks- like a doc? Yeah, it's him him riding motorcycles around the country, different bikes, going to different bike places and testing and riding new bikes mm-hmm. and, and and going out on like trips in on mm-hmm. with them and going to different places in the US and 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 with friends, you know, with buddies and going out and doing these things and kinda him like being not only a rider and into really into bikes, but really kinda being a tour guide and checking out new places. It's it's kind of an interesting yes. you know, premise for the show, you know. And it's Norman Reedus. Yeah. Daryl. Super cool. Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon. Um. So real quick, season two of Bosch is on um, Amazon. It was good. Yeah, did you blow through all that. It blew. Yeah, knocked knocked it out in yeah. two, two, three, two or three days. It's is only it, season two. Yeah, Bosch is it is it as good as season one? You thought? Or? Well, it has a little bit of a they the plot like they want to involve his family, his ex wife and daughter, but they live in Las Vegas. He lives in L.A. And they really had to stretch the plot to kind of make that happen in season two. That was my big knock on it. I really wish they would have just been him being a detective, yeah. which was much more like his family doesn't come in until kind of midpoint in season two. I mean, season one. And uh, but uh, other than that, it was good. I enjoyed it. But it was a, the, the it was a little bit of a over the top plot line to get his family back involved in it oh yeah um yeah but that was good it was okay uh, that's uh is that amazon prime that that's yep on? Bosch? Yep. yeah um so you guys are have been watching fear oh yes what are your thoughts we're two we're two episodes behind the current one um, it is so much better than yeah, the first is, season. It I, is light years ahead. If of you last were basing season. your opinion on the first season, 
Oh yeah. You know, forget yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If you thought the the first season was 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 not right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Form. I don't know if they got new writers. I don't know if they just I, I, maybe. And then maybe they took some of the, the the complaints and not only critic and viewer complaints about the first season. It's amazing the difference between. I, it's almost like new writing, yeah. to me. Yeah. No, it's definitely improved. Um, well, you know, and I think a lot of it is the directing's improved. Yeah, the shots we're, of, we're we're down the road, and, and we're actually doing you know what we expect: zombie apocalypse, you know, stuff. You can actually invest in the characters. Versus, and it's not so much the family. I mean, there's still elements of that, and that yeah. may be what Brian's going to complain about the family drama aspect of it. But there's less of that, and then there's uh, there's there's more about the perils and the things that they're facing, you know, in this new world. Well, know? I so uh, heroin boy. Uh, he's not even bothering me this season. No, I actually kind of like done, him. Yeah, we've done a 180 on him totally, a, and I I've really a, like him now. I've done a 90. <laughs> I'm not a full 180, but yeah. I'm not wishing every moment of screen time right. for him to die. He's actually he's actually turned into a character that seems like could be like like a really, you know, like a Glenn, you know, uh, in this world. Maybe even, you know, more between like a, a cross between like a Den and a Daryl. He seems like a guy that gets it. Right, instantly knows knows what's about, knows what to do, and get out there, and and he's not afraid of it. He's afraid to face. He's re, he's ready to face it. And so and I go found, on. and I am an episode behind. <clears throat> so I saw an article and just glanced at the title, but it was it, the article or the title was something along the lines of, "Has Fear the Walking Dead found its Daryl?" And mm. I, my suspicion is they're talking about him. Yeah, but yeah, there was a lot. He's. And that's the thing. You just can't. Who wants to watch a bunch of buffoons run around during the zombie apocalypse? I mean, these people <laughs> right. should already be dead. Yeah. So he's not grating on me. And the one I thought was going to be a cool character that's grating on me now is the the older sister. The the oh, yeah? talking to the boys on the radio yeah. and telling oh, them where yeah. we're at. Right. Mm-hmm. I get that's a plot driver. Yeah. But that's like one. Call somebody and just ask them to come kill us all. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. That's basically what she's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's your. We just got through the last episode we watched is the one where she gets rescued, you know, from the, yeah. the tuna boat place. You, you know, know yeah. who I think is really, I, I used to love the, I can't remember, I've got it open here, um, Nick, the the son. But you know who I really like and I, I find kind of like I'm really kind of invested in finding out the story is Strand. Yeah. The yeah. whole, you know, all of that. I think well, that guy showing, is great. They're showing some backstory of him, you know. Obviously, that Abigail is dude that he's involved with, you know. Uh, the boat, you know, was mm-hmm. name, was his name. Uh, was his first name or middle name? But, um, yeah, there's a, there's some interesting stuff there with him and the whole getting into into Mexico. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's the reverse. It's kind of funny. I don't know if that's kind of a little political, political satire there or what, but Mexico has become this not letting anybody from the U S in, in the zombie True. apocalypse, you know, good for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm, I, it's okay. Like it may be season three is the season, but they're, the boat, I'm bored with the boat. Well, they're not going to be long on the boat. Uh, I read that on the behind the scenes stuff. Well, damn, they're six episodes in. They yeah. got to get off that boat. Yeah, it's uh, the boat. I mean, they're trying to use it because they spent a lot of money on that set. That's, you know, that's not a real, that's, that's not <laughs> that's, a real boat. That's yeah. just a set that know, they've yeah. got on the water. Right. They built, actually, it's interesting. They have, that's, they're using um, James Cameron's uh, right, tank. infinity tank thing that he built on the side of the ocean before he filmed, where he filmed, how he filmed Titanic. 
and they're using that uh, for this so they can film on it and it looks like it's on the ocean but it's really not it's in a controlled right. environment that's interesting um, so that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing. So they're, they're, they've got some got some money invested in that thing. They built it by from, from I scratch. Hope that you know, boat dies a terrible death <laughs> well, and it's burned to the water. You know, it's going to at some point. Good. <laughs> you know, it's got to. So, but I do think. Oh, and this is this irked me, and I think we talked about this. The 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 lady that at the lighthouse. That's one of my. She's my really favorite kind of bit part actor she was on the shield and i thought oh that she was she plays a really strong woman yeah that'd be cool if they bring her onto the cast and uh, she's dead like yeah. 15 minutes right. later gets- yes yeah, one one show one episode yeah yeah that so, was a sad that was an awful <laughs> that was a downer but that's that's time. that's walking dead stuff right there oh yeah. i know good, i know good but stuff, it, it well and, and they're at least going the the way right right i mean last season of walking dead was pretty harrowing so mm-hmm. um it is still walking dead light though oh sure it yeah. is yeah it doesn't compare yeah and but i i think they're getting there and i don't know if it's just a we gotta like get invested more invested with you know the cast and then where this is going and let the characters get stronger and better but it's i think it's developing it's it's un, unfolding as we go yeah, hopefully it continues. It's I, like I, I forced myself to watch season one, mm-hmm. and I, and I forced myself to watch the first couple of episodes just because, and now like I still have to go. Okay, I'm gonna watch Fear. Yeah. It's not like Orphan Black. I'm like, oh, when's Orphan Black coming out? What night's it on? Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's not like you know The Walking Dead or Game. Any of these others that I'm like, okay. I've got that recorded on the DVR. Right, I've got to watch it. Chosen for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, okay, what am um, I? Don't know what I'm doing. I'll go ahead and watch. Fear. Yeah. That's why I'm behind on it. Yeah. I yeah. like this morning when I got up, asked early to start smoking this brisket. I watched the last week's episode of Orphan Black. It's like, oh yeah, I got to watch that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. But you said you I'm gonna tell you how it. All, all everything goes. I'm gonna ruin this next <laughs> two episodes for you. <laughs> But you said you have a problem with it. I have a problem. I have a couple problems with the are we this se- season. Are, se- are we segueing we'll, into? We'll, we'll Orphan no, we'll do that when we oh, come yeah. back. We'll, we'll after you go boil potatoes or whatever it is you're going we'll to do. <laughs> it's not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real. I'm literally yeah. boiling potatoes. That's what Ginger salad. said. Is is she's going to the bathroom? <laughs> I'm going to go boil <laughs> some potatoes. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. That would be a good. Hey, I gotta I gotta go boil some potatoes. You know that's coming now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we also need to talk about this at some point. Yeah, did you watch it? Yes, we watched okay, it last let's, night. Um, do we want to... Let's see. I don't have a ton of other stuff. Um, are you still watching? Have you caught up on Archer yet? The show's 15 fucking minutes long. How can you... <laughs> 22, 21, 22 No, but we can long. talk about We Bear Bears if you want to. <laughs> no, we did. We did. We did. Our, we, we, did our we did mention that on a previous podcast. Where Scarlett and I are caught up on We Scarlet Bear Bears. Is, Scarlett is a big fan of We Bear Bears. That's that's cool. And it's it's actually really funny. We, did you... Have you watched Night Manager yet? No. And that's one thing we, we, well, I was telling... She wanted to watch that last night. I said, no, we're watching Preacher because I want to talk about it today. Yeah. You, and she's, you, and, it's, and, it's eight episodes long. Yeah. And it should be like four episodes long. Yeah. You didn't it's, like it, right? It's really good. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. I but really like Tom Hiddleston. I, I do too. And he's in talks for the new James Bond. Ooh. Um, he's also in talks for some other thing. I can't remember. Yeah, I heard about the James Bond thing. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's between him and Idris. At some point they'll get that figured out. I'm okay with either one of them. Um, well, who'd you say the other one was? Idris Elba. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. been... I thought he was a for sure lock already. He would oh, be awesome. That's interesting. Yeah. <coughs> I would love that. He's. I'd love Idris and I think that would be super cool. Yeah. And it would rile up all the, James Bond's supposed to be what? <laughs> oh, that's kind of why it's yeah. kind of interesting. Who, who said, yeah. 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 I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, you, it's. Uh, I can't believe you guys don't watch Game of Thrones. This not. season is so good. It's all movie quality special effects. Yeah, it's getting. I had a real going into the season. Like, I mean, I'm sure via social media and people talking, you guys know that. Yes. Uh, John, Jim, Snow, John Snow. Right, Game of Thrones is. Dude is super harsh on his characters. I mean, these people go through the worst fucking shit you can imagine. And last season was basically he knocked them all all down. And this season is about them all standing back up and taking over their lives. And obviously they're all fighting for this control of this kingdom and stuff. Um, and I, it's been a really, really good uh, season. Um, actually, I guess there was one last night or maybe they skipped the holidays. Hmm, I have to check. Um fantastic at some point when you guys start watching this i don't know when you're 70 right you're gonna go why when, did we put off uh, so we can long add on one this? more show to our uh to our i didn't want to watch i wanted to watch something else last night well but night manager is good it's just too slow they're it's a book and they drag it out to eight hours and there's you know those type of kind of spy stuff you really want tension and you really want to feel like it's driving and, and like the pacing needs and to be it, right yeah, yeah the pacing has to be right and the pacing's so slow no, that you just I mean, find no. your mind wandering like mm, well i don't understand I'm why this scene is it. no it's good yeah. it's not bad i'm not i'm not dogging it but it it just it's just too long yeah i was tempted to fast forward a couple times <laughs> so are we talking preacher before break or are we so I was, do, I was let's do you want to do preacher and then um orphan second segment uh or we could do preacher we could open with preacher and go into orphan yeah that's what I'm the saying. second segment yeah. uh yeah let's do that and then i was going to say news wise i'm looking up a few things here uh new show coming this uh fall that i'm very interested in and you probably will be too mr miller is um on each coming on hbo this fall uh westworld I am interested in it, and it was one when I was a kid, and you were like 30 when this came out, but I was a kid. <laughs> I thought this was the coolest movie ever. With uh, Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner, yeah. who I, I loved because of The Magnificent Seven, The Return yeah. of the Magnificent Seven, um, and a couple other shows that he did. Um, and then Westworld came out, and that kind of a little bit was a little bit mind-blowing for me. I thought that was a super cool show. So I'm hoping this series is good. Yeah. And I was just thinking. It's HBO, so it's got a good shot there. Right. You know? then, was, the, then they did do John and Cincinnati. <laughs> God, true. And Luck and a bunch of other shit. Right. right. Um, but uh, I was wondering what they got. Something's got to come up. Game of Thrones has only got a couple more years. So. Right. <laughs> and, you know, really the only reason to have HBO anymore now is. They're the shows right, that they yeah. do. The, who, the, who would need the movies, who needs HBO for the movies? Yeah, really? the, that's the, a, just a bonus. That's the last place the movies go, and you you've bought them or seen them at the theater before any of that gets there. Yeah, I'm in, I'm 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 on board with uh, with Westworld. I'm just I was, I was a fan of that. I, I thought Westworld was cool. What was the other one? Future World that wasn't so good <laughs> back in the day, but 
Who's the? Let's look at the cast. New HBO Westworld. You probably get it that way. There you go. Westworld HBO. Yeah, dude. Uh, kind of looks your winner ish. I don't know if it's from. Uh, is that? Is it? What's his name? That was uh, RoboCop. Peter Weller. Peter? No, yeah. I think it's. Um, damn it! Why? Why is IMD? There it is. It looks like Ed Harris. Oh. It is Ed Harris. Is it Ed Harris? Cool. Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris. Yeah. And have, have you seen... Um, Man in Black, yeah. Uh, the... Right stuff? Appaloosa, <laughs> which is the Western that him and... Uh, no, I've never seen that. It's really, really good. I like it. I love Westerns. I, when yeah. they're really done... Well, Appaloosa. Ginger, how do you like Westerns? Scrambled? I, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I, give me a western that you uh, do like. Uh, Vigo, uh, what is his name? Vigo and Je- Jeremy Irons is in there. Uh, um, it's good. It's really cool. It's got a re- great shootout at the end. I like White Earp. Kevin Costner, White Earp. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta like Tombstone, right? I do like Tombstone. Yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, well, Brian, I, one, just, one of Brian and I's very favorite western movies. With is is with Kevin Costner on the wider is good is up there. Uh, One of our very favorites, you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, open range. That's such an underrated movie. That's awesome. Kevin Costner's <laughs> awesome in it. Robert Duvall is awesome yep. in it. The the whole cast. Yeah. The guy that plays the little uh, and he's dead. He died of AIDS. Uh, plays the little uh, the fair not farrier. He was the. Was, drop cook? Your, was he the cook? No, he dropped your horse off, at and. Maybe it is Farrier. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he, he's, his character was cool. I actually liked What's-Her-Name in it, who I don't. Uh, oh, Annette, Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Yeah. I normally am yeah. out on her. Yeah. I really yeah. liked her in that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of hers, really, but I thought she was really that's good in that. a fucking good movie. Yeah. And that's the best uh, top one or two shootouts um, in... Um, mm-hmm. Realistic in, old West right. shootouts. Right, and it's, yeah. it's so realistic. It's such a mad scramble it's not like you <laughs> right. know yeah. in the middle of the street right. it's super it's, violent it's who can who can shoot stay calm under pressure and shoot the truest right. you know that is such a good movie i can't <laughs> believe you've never watched that you ever, you've uh, i think i've probably seen it it's just i'm a girl <laughs> uh, that's right girls so, can what like good things too. I, we can like <laughs> just as a i mean i'm not i'm not you guys don't have to be on all the crappy stuff you can like yeah. the good stuff too. i'm not instantly drawn to oh a western Right. right, right. Well, yeah, sure. You know? That's true. We get that. I can appreciate some of the better ones, I guess. Yeah. I should say. We, I'm trying to get her into Unforgiven. Oh, Unforgiven is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. Yeah. 410 to Yuma. I have never seen 410 to Yuma. It's good, man. Yeah. It's good. I have to watch that. I like it. The remake's really good. The original's good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was. Rio, knew Rio Bravo. Rio Lobo. No. <laughs> the Searchers. <laughs> the no. Old old John Wayne. No, uh, no. I was about to say a Clint Eastwood one, but that I always remember and always liked, but it's actually not a western. <laughs> what is it? Um, it's it was from the seventies. It's called Play Misty for Me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Not it's a, not a western. Not a western. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was I was thinking Clint Eastwood. My my favorite all time western of all all time is a Clint Eastwood western. You know what it is? Good, bad, and ugly. No. I like it even better than that. High Plains Drifter? No. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
That one, I don't. It, 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 that one for me is not. It's not your typical western. Yeah, it's like, it's been a while. Maybe one. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I don't think I think that's why I wasn't totally coming. Oh, that's it's a fantastic movie. Yep. <clears throat> I want to read that book at some point. Going to Texas. It's the name of the book. It's based on. Oh yeah, Hello Joseph Wheels is yeah. based on. Um. And uh, right behind Hello Joseph Wheels would probably be. Uh, might be uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. That's, that's probably my favorite because it's the like, it's got an amazing cast mm-hmm. and it's such it's so stylistic. It's so yeah. stylistic. Yeah. It is his, it's, uh, his magnum opus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Good to Bad Ugly is awesome. It's up there, you know, top five. But but I, if you're not a super western fan and you're not yeah, a it's cinema true. fan, yeah, right. It's it's uh, it's more of it's both like, of those are it's hard. It's kind of like watch, Rush, you know, for the Thinking Man's rock band. It's, right, uh, that's the Thinking Man's western. I think, right, in a way. So know. good, bad, and the, if <laughs> if good, bad, and the ugly, and uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. If you're if you're not into his style and yeah. you're not into his pace and stuff, and the over the the overdubs are a little bit hard to watch nowadays. Yeah, because none yeah. of the audio is live; it's all overdubbed. I know. It's that's a little bit hard to watch. Um, yeah, I, I know because it was international deal and film Spain, Spain. But the plains of Spain, the plains of Spain, and one of the best. Frank is one of the best all-time villains, and that, that's why that was bombed at the theater because Henry, no one wanted to see Henry, Henry Fonda, Fonda be the bad, the bad guy. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was a real bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, such a great movie. And Bronson was the. Kind of the anti-hero. Though. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you've never seen this one, Ginger. I have it on Laserdisc. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. She, I know you've probably seen parts of it or clips. Only because you watched it, yeah. yeah. But I usually take that time to know. I, I would not be able to. I would like, okay, because that was a long movie. How What's the what's the time on that movie? Oh, it's got to be two and a half hours. Yeah, two. It's right there. Two thirty. Yeah, two and yeah. a half. Two, or two fifty-five. Wow, it's almost three hours. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Oh heavens no. But the shot, the cinematography in that movie—that yeah. I mean, just blows away. Oh, so gorgeous. I got a question on if you finished this or not, because I still have not finished it, and I know you were super excited about it. Eleven twenty two sixty three. You guys finished it? No. Oh, we're no. way behind on yeah, it. Yeah, we we have <laughs> way. been. That's been on like the back burner now for a while. And see the so when you put when you back burner stuff. That's your out vote. Yeah, you still you're still enthused about it. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. But you're yeah. you're I'm I'm you guys are six months behind or something now. But <laughs> right. um, I just I, I did you did you power through it? Did you finish? No, it? no. I'm halfway through, and I just yeah. I probably I got a couple more episodes maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I was talking I to PBI only... last weekend. Oh yeah, about, about, about it. it. About yeah, the PBI. Yeah, um, and he wasn't aware of it. Yeah, um, or or either that or he. It was not on his current list. And so, I mean, I'm still jazzed about it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that I would say, oh, I don't want to watch it. I do want to watch it, but it's just not like a priority. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Is that maybe, is that an indication of the yeah, quality of the show? That's like, I'm not just jonesing to watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's good. Uh, I, I, I would definitely want to finish it. Mm-hmm. We just need to get it back in the rotation. But, you know, it's just not, not the one that I'm dying to see I mean it's every week it's like okay we're watching Orphan we're watching Fear you know we'll try to squeeze something else in now I'm on you know I'm on board with another show which we'll talk about soon but oh Ginger Roby oh the one we yeah, watched last I don't, night yeah. I can't see I want to hold your vote till later but I, yes. I have a hard time 
Yeah. <laughs> Seeing. Yeah, I, I have I have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. always. Right. When when have you not? <laughs> I was, I, I I was watching no... Lip Sync Battle. I'm sorry. Yeah, she'll watch. That, yeah, she'll watch that show. Which you should <laughs> go take minutes, a long look in the mirror. <laughs> right. Long I love Ladies Love Cool J. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a hoax show. I saw an ad for it. And I was like, oh, look, that, no. That's a, oh, that's my God. a real that's, show. That's, that's a, a real Jimmy show. Fallon produced show, you know. <laughs> yeah. he, he started on his show. I don't like. Which his thing DVR on his show is it. funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and he, but he's like, hey, this is kind of successful. Let's try to roll it into a show. And it's not horrible. So Come on. It's all no. based on who that who's on there. Yeah. It's really all based yeah. on that. Sure. Well, those little clips, and I think we actually watched it over here one day, that of the people doing it. There, some of those are funny. Yeah. Like when What's Her Name, Emily Blunt, does the all I do is win, win, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, I thought that was awesome. You watched it just The show could Blunt. be about 15 minutes long and that'd be fine. Yeah. If they yeah. do drag it, it out. That's what I'm Even saying. Like a, it's a four or five minute mm-hmm. bit. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching it for a 30 minute show. This yeah. is an hour long. No, 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 it's 30. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, we wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't be out on it. It was an hour. All right. So we take a break and then. Um, oh, news wise, uh, we, we, we've talked about American Horror Story before, but Jessica Lang is quitting the show. She's, no way. She's done with it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She's what's put that on the map, man. Yeah. She is. I know. I know you, got, you guys have never watched an episode, right? Never one. Not one. Yeah. Fuck. She's so good in that. Yeah. So good. Every season, she's so good in it. And it's not my genre. And I watched it just. To watch her the yeah. first two seasons oh yeah <laughs> jessica lang yeah and she's so good at it and every you know season she's playing a totally different character but you know she's getting up there she may yeah just, it's just probably she's like okay i've been yeah. there, done that yeah and i think it's thing. like five or six seasons in yeah is um, it yeah it's been a long around a long time yeah i know it, it's, it's at, at least, least four yeah it's been on air at least six years so it's got to be season four or five yeah um well, I'm out. Oh, then. I'm not definitely the, the header there on that page. By the way, that's another History Channel is doing is remade. It's remade Roots. Does that need to be remade? I don't. Well, no, I wouldn't that's, think so. Well, for our generation, no. But for current younger generation, twenty maybe, yeah, maybe so. Well, here's the question: Are you going to get that that um, genre or that that? audience on the history channel for, for that type of show yeah, you're not. not you know i don't know but then again i will remember watching the that millennials came, probably not on the history but how channel. young were we when that came oh, on it was in the 70s. We were, yeah, yeah. Well, i remember watching i was it. probably eight no no i was probably nine yeah or ten you're and you were 30 school. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it was elementary school for you and and uh what year was that out anyway the original roots was I don't it know. like 70 I, re- I remember when it was on tv though 76, 77? Yeah, you watched right it with your parents. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. in middle school, I guess. And it's not like that had significant it. cultural impact. It was on like ABC or well, something. Well, yeah, it was right? ABC. It was, it was a miniseries, like one of the very first miniseries shown, and it was huge ratings. Of course, how many channels were there back then? You know, right. It was before the really the cable days. And so, yeah, it was it dominated. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, everybody was watching Roots back then. So they're gonna bring Star Trek guy back out of retirement. He played, oh, Lavar Burton. Yeah, yeah, Lavar <laughs> yeah, Burton played uh, Kunta Kinte. Yeah. No, it's a new dude. That dude there, his face. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they can. I just don't know. Like, I mean, it was such a good thing. 
It's like kind of remaking. But if you look at it, okay, that was seventies. You know, that was forty years ago. So yeah, yeah, it probably is time to. I mean, I don't know if it's time to make it, but it's it's certainly feasible to bring the millennials in to bring the current generation into it. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. I mean, I get Roots and History Channel connection, but we'll see kind of how big the audience is on it. Well, I'm interested to see how what that does for History Channel if that if that you know they're looking to be more of a player in series. I, well, I, th- I think so. I mean, Vikings is but so good. That says History Channel. I thought Lifetime bought out History Channel. I didn't know there was a well, History Channel yeah, anymore. They keep, they've kept it History, yeah. That, I think History Lifetime, Channel maybe. Network, they own like... Yeah, they own everything. Okay. Right? Like I 50... I just thought everything was under the Lifetime umbrella. No, and that I mean, it was it's, named it's whatever, their parent, whatever the parent company name okay. is. Well, I, don't know, I don't know what the name of the company is, right. but like they, they just sold Life, the Lifetime Network, whatever mm. it was, the mm-hmm. Burning Bed Channel. Um, that just became <laughs> Hallmark Channel. Hallmark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they remember that movie, The, mm-hmm. the Burning Bed. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Fawcett. yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute. Was she Farrah Fawcett Majors at that point? No, I no. think it was just Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Yeah. Fawcett. yeah, they were only married like four or five years, something like that. But they reconciled yeah. in the end. I think. Yeah. She was crazy. <laughs> yeah. She she died up horrible, oh. awful yeah. death. Yeah. Um, so. They uh, Vice, their new night. Uh, I think their new news channel is on the old Hallmark channel. Does Hallmark Channel even exist still? No, that's they sold that channel. To, oh. They sold the channel and to to Vice, and now it's a news news organization, which I don't get. Like we need another news organization. Hmm. It, right. Vice is cool. Vice is if you guys aren't up on Vice, man, you need to get up on Vice. We're actually not. Um, it uh, they do HBO. They do hour-long things every week, and it is very hard-hitting journalist, journalistic stuff. It's overseas. It's turning over rocks. It is actual old-school journalism. It's owned by a couple of billionaires that uh, own um, that turned a shoe company, a shoe catalog company, into a really hard-hitting um, news organization. Um, but Vice up. News and Vice.com, here I'll bring it up. Oh, I just thought of... Uh, if you like them on Facebook, they do. Um, so this is their, the filmmakers reviving roots discuss recreating the iconic series for modern audience. Um, but they do everything from, and it is very much aimed at millennials. So uh, it is hard hitting journalism and there's a lot of articles about sex on here. Um, <laughs> Which is why you know all about it. Yeah. yeah. But to uh, Iraqi <laughs> Army. Case in point, Tumblr. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tumblr, yeah. Yeah. So hackers stole 65 million passwords from Tumblr. Um, but Iraqi army, they do a lot of overseas reporting on uh, from the war fronts, Syria, um, uh, Iraq, um, Iran. So they'll do everything from how a grilled cheese sandwich inspired a gourmet canned food company um, to why the world's largest church still worships its embezzling former leader. So they do a lot of hard-hitting journalism. They do they cover the stories that ABC, CBS, um, you know, CNN, all those com- all those major news networks won't do. Yeah, and like that one there. At least seven hundred immigrants died in the Mediterranean trying to get to Europe last week. Where that nobody else is no, covering that. Right, and yeah. so Vice has got Vice is good. You'll like Vice. Hmm. Um, and did, have you seen the floating cemetery that they've done um, in the Mediterranean? That's headstones floating on the water. And they're all tied together, and it's like a—it's an art installation. Oh, wow. um, 
Headstones for like people who've drowned in the yeah. Mediterranean. Oh. oh, I thought of a, a Western I liked. What does it say? Frozen chicken nuggets. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it says frozen chicken nuggets will definitely give you, and I couldn't read the, the bottom was below AIDS. The <laughs> um, it's not going to, I thought this would pull up. Definitely give you cancer, bloating, gas. Diarrhea. That's all the above for you. Yeah, no kidding. Man, I had a round of that. All right, not enough. What What was the Western? Uh, Lonesome Dub. Yeah. That's a, I loved that. That's probably that a, my favorite. That was a miniseries. Yeah. Like, Still I would, yeah, I, pro- I have seen that. And it's a six-hour commitment, mm-hmm. and mm. I've probably seen it ten times. Never seen that. We believe uh, that? Never. Dude. I know. I it runs the Western. gambit. It's got two of the best. What's his name in that? Um. Rootness, tootness, cowboys in it. It's got a great love story. It's got Duvall in that. It's a yes. true story Him of the in West. That. Oh, yeah, so Duvall. good. Yeah, so good. In his younger days. Yeah, a little bit younger days. Yeah. Little. Um, yeah, not a whole lot. Well, he's looked sixty since like nineteen sixty-five. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, maybe seventy-five. When did that come <laughs> out? What eight, late eighties, early nineties? Yeah. Yeah, it was somewhere in the eighties. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, yeah. Meet and I can't. Damn it! I hate being. Um, oh, oh, Diane Lane! I'm in if she's in that. Dude, she and she's young Diane Lane, oh, and she's very, very Dude, pretty. Young Diane Lane. She Tom, looks hot still today. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> is awesome in that. Yeah. He, um, oh yeah, he's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the other. Danny Glover. Wow. Danny Glover's in Robert there. Robert York. Steve Buscemi. Um, uh, Angelica Houston has got a great role in there. Yeah. Chris Cooper. Um, Love Chris Cooper. Yeah, he's he's got a good one. Um. Did you ever meet Larry McMurtry when he used to come into the store? Uh, I like checked him out once, I think, but I didn't. I, I, um, you remember his son? We had a bunch of consignment it, stuff. James McMurtry. James yeah, I had him. Yeah. Um, and I. That dude's huge. He's all over the. I mean, well, at least here around here. Right. He's not nationwide. But, really, it, but. I used to always come in. Uh, when I would see Larry come in, I knew he was there to. He would stop down and, and drop off more CDs and. Right. We'd pay him out. Super cool guy. Yeah. Still lives there in his hometown. Yeah. They live in the falls? No, Archer City. Archer oh. City, yeah. Yeah. He has a, a library and restaurant there and hmm. just he's got him and I think he's a business partner. Um still out there living the life and then James travels all over playing his music and stuff. What did he uh what did he do besides Lonesome Dub? What was the other thing he did? Uh that made it into movies? Yeah. Well, his big one is. Um, let's scroll back here real quick. Uh, it was last picture show is probably last picture show, yeah. But HUD um, last picture show was phenomenal. Yeah, bunch well. of people um, went to high school with made it in his extras when they came back and did Texasville. Oh yeah. Um, Terms of endearment is him. Oh, crap! Um. Dun 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 dun. Brokeback Mountain. He wrote the screenplay. But yeah, he's just out there doing his thing. Yeah. Then very unpretentious guy. Yeah, he was a super cool guy. Just a dude, yeah. All right, let's take some. You want to go boil some eggs? Potatoes. <laughs> 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 I've, I've already boiled my eggs. You've got to boil some potatoes. <laughs> not, hope, not, hope, not while you're sitting there. <laughs> She's boiling them in her pants. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. All right. I haven't seen it was yesterday. 
No, it was bad. And that wedding I went to was outside. Well, the wedding piece, but the reception was outside. Outside, oh, brutal. Brutal. Yep. So I I absconded. I mean, as soon as the, (laughs) I tried to wait for the picture taken to be done and all that stuff. And yeah. And number one, I don't have a ton of patience for that stuff, but uh, it was. uh, not good. It was hot. It was 82 degrees and 100% humidity. I was like, I'm Man, out. It was, it was bad. I, mean, I was in the, I was just working the garage and I was just, there wasn't a piece of clothing on me that was dry. It was just, oh God. I thought you were going to say there was a piece of clothing on me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I drank. I a mad respect for naked garage work though. Yeah. <laughs> I came, I came in and I told her, I said, okay, I've drank, uh, three bottles of water. One of them, the big bottle, and then two Gatorades, a Coke that she got me from McDonald's, uh, and didn't have to pee once. <laughs> Just a sweaty, humid, wet mess. It was, it was bad. Um, so you asked earlier what episode this is. It's 41. Did I say that earlier? You, you didn't. You never confirmed. I never asked that. You did too. I did. I oh, did. somebody did. I, I thought did. it was Ginger. I did. Episode 41 of... Binge 41. Because there's the... Red Gilf was 40. 40. Okay, that was last. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk about Preacher first. Preacher. AMC's Preacher. Yeah. Super awesome comic. Yeah, you were... I never read the comic. You were a big fan of the comic, uh-huh. right? So yeah. I saw Ginger that last night. So I know Brian, Brian was... A, a big fan of it. It was a what? A Vertigo Vertigo comic? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. Really good. One of the first... Uh, was it black and white? No. It's no, color. It was color? Okay. Yep. Um, really well inked. Yeah. <clears throat> I pull some... But... Uh, yeah. What uh, What year did that start? Was it back in the 90s? Yeah. Um, Seemed like it was. Yeah. It was... October 2000. Really, two thousand. Mm-hmm. I thought it was older than that. First month or final was two thousand. I guess is what it says. It's weird. It has the uh, hmm. ninety-five. Yeah, ninety-five to two thousand. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna pull up some images so you could see what the. That's the iconic image right there. Yeah, yeah, and dude playing him, Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Looks a lot like him. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, I see. I can't and, remember what I, what else he's that guy. And amazing. Been okay, I watched after after Preacher, and you felt you conked out. I tapped out. You tapped out of it. Uh, I watched uh, the end of it, and then I watched uh, Talking Preacher. Yeah. Oh, they're doing that. Yeah. I, I gotta now, say, one, they're doing a little it. lame. Orphan Black has their own after the. Yeah. I, Everybody's doing it. Now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're just they're doing it. They did it at the pre, after the premiere, and they're going to do it at the finale. They're not doing it every week. They're not going to do it between uh, every one. And this was the one with uh, the executive producers and the director Seth. Uh, did you know Seth Rogen was one of the directors of of the show? Yeah, and that really worried me when I first saw yeah. that he was going to be involved. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. But uh, he was on there. The other two directors, the two guys, and then uh, the executive producer, and then uh, Dominic Cooper was on there. And so they had uh, with with Chris Hardwick, and they had the whole mm-hmm. little tidbits of it and talked about it. And and they uh, and now available on AMC, by the way, uh, AMC.com, 
is the you can watch the premiere uh re-watch the premiere with um both seth rogan and the other guy the two directors uh commentary if you want to mm. watch it with their talking about hmm, that's how, interesting how they filmed it and that what, i'm in and for yeah. that that after the show talk show thing is kind of as a little bit of a lame yeah. premise for me like they were explaining a little bits they showed uh during uh, talking preacher they they talked about um he would have made a good preacher yeah, too yeah they talked about um uh how the opening which ginger was like ginger was a little questionable she was a question watching the show anyway and then when we had that opening with the uh, the space, fifties, uh, very very sixties. Uh, he told Seth Rogen said we wanted to, we want to make this look really cheesy. We want to make it look like nineteen sixties. Oh, but, they did it <laughs> right. That, when that opening scene was like, oh, I was like, man, <laughs> we're we're because we wanted to, he because we wanted to set the tone for where this could go anywhere. And this could be off the wall and anywhere, and so that's what they why they kind of did, did that. And they said, plus we didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on all that, so he goes, you could go full bore and spend a whole bunch of money for just a little opening. So he's like, let's just make it cheap. And he said, we he started talking. He wanted to make it like with tennis balls on strings, painted like planets, and everything like that. But he said God. that would cost because actually that would they told me that that would cost more than the way they did it with uh, with just anime, right. low budget animation. And so he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> that would have been not good. <laughs> uh, so in so that that was a little bit off putting, and it's I was like, opening, man, yeah. please just don't be totally cheesy. Yeah. Like this is such a good. Um, you know, a comic to bring to bring it to life, please. I mean, you know, it's got its own way it's written and stuff. Yeah, it's a little over the top. And then the other thing that was a little, I winced a, a little bit was it has a little bit. And I, I was, I was a fan of the show, but I thought it was a little too tongue and cheeky sometimes. And I thought that this is where it was going to go based on the way it started off with in the plane is True Blood. And True Blood, mm. like, was good. I like this show, but it would be a little bit off kilter sometimes and just how things would be a little bit over the top. And it would but it would bump me. You were shaking your head. I don't know what show you were thinking about, but I was like, please no, don't I be like... No, I was getting your references for the tongue-in-cheek. It yeah. tried too hard. I thought yeah. it tried... Too hard. Of course, I didn't, didn't read the comic, so I don't know. Right, and you know, I had no. Well, I had after no, the airplane thing, I w- it was I was okay. I was a yeah. little bit more in. And uh, that was kind of they wanted big introductions for the main the, the main three for mm-hmm. Jesse, for Cassidy, and for Tulip. They wanted big intros for each of those since they're the main characters. They wanted, right. They wanted like crazy over the top intros for each one of those people, and so that's kind of why they they did it that way, especially for Cassidy and Tulip. Um, but uh, and then they also needed a reason to drop uh, Cassidy into Texas, right? You know how do you how do you bring that character? Who's like a city dude? You know is not going to like Which go I, to small town Texas, right? And I him. like that actor. He's Scottish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Joseph. He's uh, a little hard to follow at times. Joseph Gilgan. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen um, the prison and space movie that uh, what's his name did from the Hurt Locker and L.A. Confidential? Um, Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy Iron. Uh, no. no. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, Renner. Yes. Same guy did L.A. Confidential. 
No, the oh, you're, just, you're falling the rabbit hole again. <laughs> Why'd that bring up weed? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is there a weed name? I guess L- so. LA Confidential. LA Confidential weed. weed. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Guy Pierce did. Guy Pierce. A, oh yes, yeah. Um, uh, and it's a that movie's good too. The Rover. If you haven't seen that, I've not seen that. Um, Lockout. Lockout. And it's a. It's an over-the-top action um, flick where he has to break into a uh, prison in space. We basically have taken all of our worst criminals and we have them up on a space station. That's a great idea. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he has to break in to get... But the guy who... Uh, Joseph uh, Gilgan yeah. uh, is one of the main I characters know. in there. He's awesome in this show. Yeah. It's way over-the-top. Yeah. Look, that's him with a, <laughs> his fucked up eye and, <laughs> right. and everything. He's awesome in that show. So I, I was, I didn't know he was, I hadn't really, and I'm on a big, like, a show's coming up, and I I don't beforehand go out and do a lot of right. research because I want to kind of take it in. Right, as it's presented. Yeah, yeah. so I don't want to know who's in it. I just want to, like, kind of absorb it the first couple of episodes, and then I generally will go back and dive in and start getting into the minutia of who's in it and what. But I was pleasantly surprised when. When yeah. he was on screen, although that first was a little t- true bloodish, the, yeah. the airplane episode. Yeah, see, I had no, I had no uh, preconceived notions of what this, what preacher is about, since I never read the comic, right. never, never knew anything about. It. I didn't know dude was a vampire. Yeah, so that was like a, a big surprise. Was like, oh, well, he's a vampire. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I never, like where he never sticks got... that the bottle, the broken right. bottle, like guy's chest. Yeah, that, like... I actually laughed at that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and I think it is yeah. supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. those it's those parts are when he drags the cow into his crater. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, drinks the cow. Yeah, that was super funny. Revives the cow's blood. You know. Right. I don't know how it got his body back together, but okay. <laughs> Regrowth, man. I yeah, guess yeah. I don't know, but you would. I think Jerron. I think you'd like this movie, Lockout. Yeah, it's actiony. It's a guy, I like Guy Pearce. I'm a big fan of his. This isn't an acting movie. He did it for the money, yeah. but it's kind of cool. It's over the top action. It's yeah. in space. It's got some really cool villain characters in it. It's a good little flick. Yeah, I'll check it out. And I think you would like. It's almost you should. It should be required watching for watching Joseph Gilgan. He kind of can see where he goes right. acting wise, because yeah. he's balls to the walls. And, and oh, this. they actually said uh, the behind the scenes stuff there with with talking preacher. They said that they asked the creator of the comic, um, what's his name? I'm going a blank on uh, the comic guy's name. But anyway, they asked him when he was on set for the premiere, and they asked him what he th- after he met. Uh, Joseph Gilgan, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "What I thought was, oh, that dude is Cassidy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, you watch Lockout, and then you'll yeah. be like, "Okay, I get." Yeah, it's totally he's he's going to be an awesome villain. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So beyond that, keep going. What do you think? Ginger's out. Well, yeah, no. uh, what, what was your what what was your deal? Why you, you see at about the hour mark because it's an hour and a half premiere. Right. She basically wrote, it was late, and we were tired. But she was. She rolled to me. She was basically she was like, right. She's like, uh, I'm out, and she rolled over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I think it it was trying really hard just to be as a little odd and. Where, where was the point that you you checked out? Was it after the bar fight scene with him and the dude who was beating his wife? Was that was that? Okay, he'd already had Don. What's Dominic Cooper's? I love the bar scene, by the way. Uh, it's old. We'll talk about that. It's yeah. awesome. 
No, I don't think I saw that. No. He'd already had the conversation with the the battered wife, and she said, "No, no, I like it. You don't get yeah. it. I like it." Yeah. She's getting her spankings. Yeah, <laughs> um, she liked the rough stuff. <laughs> he'd already gotten. Uh, he'd already been in jail and met up with the Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. Oh and wait I, a minute! No, you must have. Yeah, you must have dozed off because when they're in jail, it's because of the bar, the bar scene, because of the bar fight. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then Tulip, I, I like. I did like her character. I kind of liked her character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the comic, supposedly Seth Rogen said this. She is Lily White in the comic. Uh, Tulip is, but they wanted her to be played by an African American actress, uh, especially when they met her, that uh, Ruth N- Nega. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if you saw that picture when I had up earlier. Yeah, I that was her. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I like. I like the. I liked. That girl in the show so far, so yeah. I'm okay with that casting choice. Yeah, yeah, she seems. She I, seems the only strong. thing, the only scene that I could remember and thinking that I kind of enjoyed was the That's whole scene her in when the she. Comic. Ah, oh, yeah, um, yeah, she's a blonde, blonde white girl. When yeah. she shows up at the the house with the kids yeah, uh, standing and outside makes, and all that, it makes the homemade bazooka. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that scene. kid's like, oh, yeah. he likes arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's gonna be, you know, that kind. That's kind of the thrust of the show that it's going to be and it should be the comics are that way but they're super violent super serious at the same time yeah but i hope that the misstep would for me would be if it ends up being that it goes all the way over and it and it's just campy yeah. which it what i found true blood to be campy a sure, lot of the yeah, time yeah i think they're trying to 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 walk the line and be true to the comics right as far as the characters now the story they're changing up because they wanted to like they um thought that it was essential to show um jesse as a preacher mm-hmm. you know him right his roots and when he's a preacher and kind of explain the backstory there before they really got into the whole crazy preacher world um so that's what they 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 wanted to do was was establish that first right before they uh, so that he does have a good side but he's also psycho killer yeah and that was the thing about the whole bar fight that i loved i guess you fell fell asleep and missed it shocking is that um you know dude's beating his wife comes in with his buddies from the he was out civil war (laughs) civil war reacting look out guys i'm gonna beat this preacher's ass and uh and uh he comes in and and jesse been drinking at the bar and Cassie's there sitting there talking to him. And Cassie actually goes, goes up at the time they when they just happens to get up and go to the bathroom when they when they come in. And so Jesse turns, sees him come in, and he tells him whatever his name is, the character's name is. Uh, oh, so did we win this time? Was it is his name? It's not Donnie, is it? Um, so did we win this time? <laughs> you know, because they're playing, they're playing uh, Southern Rebels. And uh, he says, I can't remember what the conversation is. They're, they're uh, reenactors. Yeah, Civil War reenactors. And he's played, you know, and he's, I can't remember what he called him. He called him Colonel or Sergeant or whatever. But then he's, he's wearing like stars. And so he's like, he punches him in general and then uh, hits him, I think, another time. And then, and then, and uh, he gets down close to him and says, uh, you know, I know. I know that kid snitched, and so it looks like I'm going to have to hand out another ass beating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when the preacher, uh, Jesse, says, don't you touch him as he's walking mm-hmm. away. And he's like, what'd you say? And he turns around, so that's when Jesse gets up and and said, well, let's just say for the sake of my argument, what are you going to do about it? You know, what are you going to do if I, you know, if I don't heed your advice or heed your warning? And 
That's when he said, and yeah, you, I think you were, you know, you missed it because you went to watch, wash your face. Oh. It was, yeah. Now. <laughs> you got was, a dirty face. Yeah, she so went to wash her face before she goes to sleep. Uh, that's why you saw the bar, the jail scene mm-hmm. afterwards when you came back and got in bed. But uh, he says, you know, Jesse says to the dude, you know, well, I don't heed your advice. He goes, well, he says, uh, um, you ever, you know that sound? Uh, I guess it's hard to describe, but you know that sound well, basically when a rabbit, a, rat, a bunny rabbit makes when it gets caught in a trap? A high squeal. A high squealing sound. Because <laughs> you're going to be making that sound. No, he goes, you're just going to hear it. You're going to hear it. <laughs> he didn't say, you're just going to hear right. that. Yeah. And he goes, well, why am I, why would I hear that? And then that's when he turns around. Yeah, but that arm break thing was awesome, dude. <laughs> right. He, so they, you know, then the, you know, the, the guy, the bully, you know, the redneck, he comes in, you know, and says, I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat this preacher's ass, beat this preacher to death, you know, near death and something like that. And, and then when he goes over there, of course, then Jesse just mows through him and all of his buddies just takes them all out and, and <laughs> puts a serious beating on them all. And like a special forces, you know, I don't know what you know, I don't know the history of him, but he's like some special forces badass, you mm. know, and just just destroys them all. And, Compound fractures that guy's arm, right? And then then the sheriff comes in, he's got Jesse down, and and uh, or Jesse's got the dude down. I don't know the character's name, uh, Donnie or whatever. And uh, he, he'll be uh, Donnie from now on. Yeah, we'll call him Donnie. And he uh, he uh, gets his arm. You know, the sheriff comes in. All right, that's enough. Enough of that. He's like. Hold on, Sheriff. I'm almost done here. <laughs> he breaks his arm backwards, and, and then he makes the dude's no, that noise, the, the squeal, <laughs> the rabbit sounding squeal. So, are you in? You like oh, it? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I think if if they can, it's so over the top. Yeah, you know, so if, violent. I, I loved the whole uh scene for me and i like the bar scene that was totally cool yeah and the, i was gonna say about the bar scene is the and they talked about this about him playing that scene um the whole while he's while he's beating these dudes you know this the smile on his face yeah you know like he revels in it he <laughs> loves this and this is a chance for him you know this is you know it's just opening him up to do what he loves to do the best you know he's he's as a preacher he's trying to suppress it he's trying to be good you know like uh, uh what's his name Jules in Pulp Fiction says I'm trying hard to be the shepherd you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but then when he when he when they gets into the fight you know he's just you know taking those dudes out and throwing elbows and knees and just you know and and uh, busting them up, and he's just got this big grin on his face. Just, just you can tell he's just like this. I love this. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought they made some. I thought that was an interesting way to reveal his true side. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What I loved in this. This is what I hope if they make interesting choices. So uh, the when what's her name Daisy arrives at the the the, the farm. And it's just those little kids. Yeah. And like, hey, kids, who wants... Tulip, not Daisy. Tulip, I'm sorry. Tulip, yeah. Um, who who wants who likes arts and crafts? And they, she makes the homemade bazooka. <laughs> yeah. But I loved how, rather than showing her going out and fighting the, the battle, yeah, it's the kids down there, the, the noises, them hearing right. it, the kids mm-hmm. going, what the fuck is <laughs> right, going yeah. on up there? Combination of scared and, and like wonderment. You know? Right, and then... 
they come out and there's a crashed helicopter in the front yard. Right. Dude's got the toy, whatever, soldiers <laughs> in, his in his head. In his head. The bazooka bomb. <laughs> that was, a, for me, a much more interesting choice than it showing her going up there and shooting the right. helicopter yeah. down, right? So that's what I was, that's what I hope that of what I saw that they can really keep that there, there's a little bit of uniqueness to it and they make interesting choices directorial wise and cinematography wise. And it's not just a straight ahead, like, oh, this guy jacks people up all the time, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I dug it. I thought it was super cool. I thought it was about as good as you can get in terms of taking something like this and putting it on the, the little screen on TV um, from a comic book and, and pushing it over. You know, I had a fear with uh, how bad fear has been that maybe they were trying to AMC was trying to lighten it up a little bit. Right. Get a broader and, and be, audience. And be too, too and light, be, too cheesy. You know, and, and be just an, just enough hardcore where ABC and NBC wouldn't show it, but they could show it. And I felt like, at least from this, that the this is going to be fairly true to the comics, which is going to be fairly brutal. It's going to have a lot of, like, really sick kind of action stuff to it. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I didn't have any issue with any of the cast members. Um, nobody bothered me. No, nothing bumped me. So I yeah. just sat back and enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. It was very cool. And uh, I don't know. Did you, I don't know if Ginger saw. You saw. Yeah, you were waiting for the kid, and he went up to the sheriff's son. Mm-hmm. Went up to the attic. Arse, arse face. Arse face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the butthole face. In other words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was really good, and the kid who played it did a really good job. Uh, and they were talking about him on talking preacher is that he was very very good at being emotive with all that facial prosthetics on you know yeah that he he still you know played the gamut of emotions and was very you know did it well with the and they, they said they went through about a hundred different iterations of that that prosthetic you know, oh trying, i'm sure trying to, to, trying to right. act th- through that right they try to hey we got to get it right where it looks good but also where the dude can like act in it you know mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of tough but and they said, you know, once we got it right, and the dude did a fantastic job. So I have my fingers are crossed that this is AMC's next hit show, and this runs for four, five, six years. Yeah, It'd be super cool. There's a lot of, you know, again with same thing with Walking Dead. They have so much story laid out, and they can sort of be true to some of the stuff, and they can sort of introduce some new stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of actually liking on the the Walking Dead. Yeah, and that, that's what they're trying to do with this show. Is they're they're not they're gonna it's based on the comic and it's it's going to follow some of the comic, but it's not going to be just like verbatim for the. Comic. If they can yeah. just keep Joe Rogan from fucking it up, <laughs> you mean Seth Rogan? Yeah. yeah, Seth Rogan. Yeah, I think Joe. I would be happier if Joe Rogan was involved. <laughs> right, right. Well, a good thing is it's he was just a, he was the director and he and he was one of the uh, they were talking about it is because him and and uh, who's his partner gonna. Get this. Uh, even Goldberg uh, was one of them, and Michael Slovis. Uh, but it's Seth and Rogan. Seth Rogan and Even Goldberg were the two guys that directed it, and um, they were basically saying we just wanted to like we were huge preacher fans of the comic, right. and we loved it, and we wanted to get it out there. Yeah. nobody was doing it. So they so they talked about somebody else owning the property for a long time and, and doing nothing and with did it. nothing with it. And when they finally got a shot at, they're like. Let's let's make it before somebody else does and screws it up or you know, right. And, no, it's yeah. awesome. I hope I hope I'm I'm ready for a run. So uh, a little bit of a segue, uh, just because Joe Rogan popped in my head. So um, the UFC app 
I I get them on my seven free day seven day free trial whatever. So oh, I've been yeah. binge watching the um, Ultimate Fighter, which is a TV show that they bring in like sixteen people and they battle their way through a season. Got a bunch of reality show uh, bullshit that really really drives me crazy. Great fights, but so the two seasons that I really wanted to see and why I signed up for this were the the two introductions um, because this season. Um, the current season is half female and half male, and dude, the women fight so tough. It's, I mean, they go out there for broke, and they're, it's make or break for them. And the men will go out there and try not to lose, and the women are just, it's it's a street fight, and they, <laughs> because it's so new, yeah, um, for women, and they they have to put on good fights, or nobody will watch, right? It's a lot like women's soccer, where women's soccer. Um, they'll go in, they'll be, they'll, they'll wrap their, they'll be bleeding from their head, need 10 stitches and they'll just wrap gauze around their head and go back in the game right. because they can't be seen as to be the fairer sex or the right. weaker they sex. Gotta seen, They've got to, no, and the men will roll around tough, on the ground. Right. They can't be seen just as tough. They, they got to be, be tougher. tougher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and women's MMA is, is a lot like that, but the, the 115 pound, 135 pound are the two main weight. Weights, um, I think they do a 105 too, but I don't think they do that in UFC yet. So, but it's uh, so I went back and watched the Misha Tate um, Ronda Rousey season and the um, the season where so that the and then the season where uh, they introduced the straw straw weight which is 115 pounds and they're great and they're great for for this reason almost. To a person, and, and with some exceptions, um, on the women's side, they are a collection, at least the ones that they have featured so far, of, that have had to overcome like insurmountable odds, like they were abuse, in super abusive relationships or homeless, ran away when they were 13, and have found their center uh, through martial arts and have now gone into the UFC because... That's where they can make some money, do make some money doing what they do. So they all the women have super uh, interesting backstories um, that you can really get into, super emotional and stuff. And dude, when they fight, I mean, they go in there to kill each other because it's so they're great, entertaining fights. But they uh, want so desperately to prove number one themselves that they belong and they should be on equal footing. Um, is the man, but to make it successful where, where you've got Rhonda and Misha and, and Holly Holm that are making a lot of money and, and showing that women can do this too. And they're just as good at it. Um, obviously they're not men, but they're, they're women. So that's all I've been watching for like the last week is, uh, is all this, uh, ultimate fighter seasons. And, and, uh, so that's what gets me into it and more just almost like this chef show. It's not so much about the food it is the people involved but the ultimate fighter it's the backstory and what they've overcome and how much time energy and effort that they've put into you know making this success i would I just the joe rogan thing popped into my head i was like right I, MMA yeah i was at least got to say that i've spent the last five days <laughs> five hours a day watching ultimate fighter stuff so there's a, a lot of a lot of content there. Yeah, yeah uh, and it's going to be one of those things like you. It, it's only nine ninety nine for the app, and they basically have everything that UFC's ever done. Yeah. And I'll probably have it another week or two, and then pay ten bucks to for three weeks worth of entertainment and be out. Yeah. Um, 
There's a lot of cool stuff there. It's pretty good. For, yeah. Yeah. Just check that out. As a uh, father of, a, of two daughters, and you guys got one, yeah. it, I thought it was super cool how empowering like them owning their own physicality is and owning their own destiny is. And almost all of them are – they got bullied in, high, in, in junior high or high school, sexually abused, um, abusive stepfathers, had to run away, lived on the streets – um, we're in, you were young women, 17, 18, 19 years old and in super abusive relationships. And they turned to fighting as a way to like recontrol, you know, take control right, back of their control, life. Right. So it, that is, as is, is good of a watch as, as their fights and their fights are phenomenal. So there's a difference there on between men and women fighters in the, in the UFC is that men, do men fight more mental fights um, where women have much more again, it's the emotion, emotional quotient there for women. They're more emotionally invested. Emotionally, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I know that they know it's a fight or whatever. But when they get in there and fight and scrap, it's there's an emotional outpouring of you know stuff from their. It's past not so much and, after the fight. You, what, I mean, obviously, there's difference between dudes and, and women, right? Yeah. The dudes are. It's um, they they will fight a lot, and Dana White rails every season about they they will guys will fight because they want to make a little bit of money they want to get ufc but they fight not to lose where the women typically fight to win every fight um really where the emotionality comes in is afterwards like they will the women will totally break down like they'll win and they'll have this unbelievable performance and then they can't speak english for (laughs) an hour and a half because that that emote they're overwhelmed by the emotions after the fact um, win or lose. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was really, really uh, cool stuff to watch, I think. I mean, it's, um, again, where a lot of these, the fighters on the men's side, they've always been big guys and dominant guys. I mean, there are some exceptions to it, but they've always been the the star wrestler or the big football guy or they've been into martial arts and they've been beating the shit out of people since they're like, you know, seven years old. Where the the... So they've always been dominant and in control, and on the the women's side, it's the majority of their stories are it's about them taking control back over of their life, and you know, saying um, you know enough is enough. Um, and like with Rose, I can't remember her last name. Um, she's 115 pound fighter and just fucking lights out, super aggressive. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm sexually harassed. I'm I'm a tiny woman. I'm 115 pounds. I am sexually harassed every day, you know. And this is how I show or take back control of my life and and all this stuff. Super cool. I don't want to drone on too much about it, but you guys would probably never watch it. <laughs> probably not. But it's really really interesting. Not intriguing you, Ginger? It's really super entertaining. Not with everything else out now that we need to be watching. Yeah, we're not even watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, losers. <laughs> Hey, so, one, one thing on back to uh, preacher. Back to preacher. One thing on preacher I forgot to mention, as the rating on it, uh, first debut, uh, for, a, for, for AMC was um, oh uh, the watchers. Two, yeah, watchers it was like a point nine, uh, in our demographic of whatever it is, eighteen to you know forty, fifty year olds, whatever. Um, How many people watched? Did you look that up? Look I that don't up. know the, the numbers, but they said the the point nine. They said that 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 seems. A little, they said it was okay. It seemed a little low, but it was for a series debut. It was next to OJ. It was next to People versus OJ. 
uh, in um, uh, in numbers. So it's actually pretty good. It in, needs in like the kind of you're okay level is about a million eyeballs a night. Yeah. Um, you start getting back down into the five hundred and four hundred thousand. You're. It's only a matter of time. At some point, they're going to say you're gone. Yeah. Um. I was trying to see. I can't remember the name of that website that there Paul always uses. Debut, okay. So Debut, okay. And hopefully it's one of those things that builds an audience. So again, I would love to have this thing um, yeah. stick around for four or five years. It hands down is much better than fear. It's <laughs> 10 times the show, Fear of Walking Dead. Okay, well, let's compare. I mean, I know it's a different series and a completely different network, but... I no, really, really. Shows. No, no, no. Oh. You don't know where I'm going. Okay. Um, up here. Yeah. Story of your life, right? I know. <laughs> um, I really like, and it's just not my. It, I'm, I'm rather surprised, and Amy really likes this show, which I'm really, really rather surprised. Um, Jessica Jones. Dude, that show is awesome. It is awesome. It's not my. It's, it's not my typical. We've type talked a of, ton about that on here. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Two point four million. That's good. Yeah. We if you think that uh um fear is four point four and it's considered a smash hit, we'll, <laughs> and so hopefully it builds an audience. Jessica Jones is awesome. I just wondered how I mean the the audience for that versus Well, that's a different animal. This is it is you know, it Jessica is. Jones. And is Netflix, Netflix doesn't let anyone know how many people watch anything. Yeah. If it's where they need it to be, then they renew it for a second season. I guess maybe I was just comparing because it's another right. series based on a comic. On a comic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it very, very dark. Yeah, this is so dark. good. Um, and you know, it's obviously doing well for Netflix because they renewed it for another season. Uh, they're throwing doing all these spinoffs. They're doing Luke Cage. Oh, uh, that's right. His own show. Um, well, they bring bring her back for a se- second season after they said, "There's no yeah. way we have all these." Shows scheduled, right? And but it was said it was so popular, so people they, loved it. So she horned it in somehow. Yeah, they made it happen. Well, and they're Jessica doing Jones? A, yeah, yeah. Jessica oh. Jones, yeah. Okay. And they're doing a um, the whole what they're building toward is the Defenders. Yeah, they're going to do a Defenders Gosh, series. I hope too. that's so cool. That should be so cool. If Iron Fist and Power Man goes well, they can and Daredevil is killing it. Season two, yeah, and uh, Punisher's, Punisher's, roll, Punisher's rolling out. He's got his own show. show. Gonna be so cool. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love Dude, season two of Aren't Daredevil <laughs> is like even if you thought season one of Daredevil sucked, season two is worth it just to watch the Punisher in action. And I think I said it before. It's the Punisher we've been waiting for for like four films and right. a ton of crappy other stuff that they try to dwell laurel in there. So two point four million is good. I would hope. I I do hope or that Preacher. Preacher can build on that in the in a game like. Again, I think they would probably keep it around at two plus. Oh, a yeah. million is, for AMC, if they feel like they've got something that would pull 1.5 or 2 million, it would be in danger. Yeah. But if it can work up until, you know, it's on high two, two or three. Uh, cost of the show, you know. But below a million, costs. you're almost guaranteed a, a cancel on these big shows like this. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on your production cost, you know. If it was a really cheap show to make, then that's usually sitcom territory there. Uh, to make something really that cheap, I mean, yeah. you know, any type of effects or whatever, and on the on set, on scene locations and all that. You're- when you think about 
how much? I mean, they spent a lot of money on effects and getting things right for Preacher. Yeah. Mm. They spent like eight bucks on Fear the Walking Dead's first season. <laughs> yeah, it was very. Yeah, that was one of the one of the I guess downfalls of showing the L.A. Uh, zombie apocalypse outbreak is you can film all that stuff right there around all the studios, so it's it's easy. Yeah. Well, and they got they got and lazy. they didn't even do any, There was one scene in an alley, one scene out in the street. Outside of heroin house, and the rest of the, it was really they're bundled up in houses, right? And sets, yeah, yeah. And then and too, and then the scenes they did show of L.A. It was uh, I, I thought the the um, uh, special effects on it, the digital effects were were poor, uh, pretty terrible. Yeah. All right, so you want to transition to Orphan Black? Sure. Well, before we do that, we'll say that I am sporting here on my mic stand a little American flag because today here in the good old U.S. of A. is Memorial Day when we memorialize or remember our uh, our war dead, our our uh, folks who've served and died in the line of duty in our armed services. Yep. Yep. So. So I just hope it mentioned that today is Memorial Day. We're recording actually. We usually do Sundays when we're here on. Monday, Memorial Day. Yep. Um, I was going to look something up. When was the first Memorial Day? When no. Did start, when did we start observing this holiday? Had to be after World War II, right? No. It, so there was a, a civil war, and I, I read this the other day. There, there was a civil war. civil war. It wasn't really Memorial Day. There like was civil a War it was Remembrance called, Day or It something? was called Decoration Day. Decoration Day. Um, when the... Grand Army of the uh, of the Republic, an organization of Union veterans founded in Illinois, established um, time for the nation to decorate graves. So it was very much about the remembrance of fallen soldiers and stuff. Right. And then that has, over the years, morphed to Memorial Day. Right. Um, and Veterans Day, no. Not to be confused with Veterans Day. Yeah, not to be confused. But there, So we used to have... And, the Memorial Day is an awesome message, right? A lot of people have sacrificed for us to get here. The I think it's Veterans Day used to be Armistice Day. Hmm, maybe. There's a Veterans Day link right there on the page. Yeah. It coincides with other holidays, including Armistice Day. Um, but Armistice I think that's Day what we... World War One. World right? War One. but the whole point of Armistice Day, and this is where I feel like President Woodrow it, Wilson. It, uh, who was a racist. Um, <laughs> Aren't they all back then? <laughs> uh, he, he screened Birth of a Nation, which is the KKK founding movie that they're so proud of in the right. White House. Right. Um, our, the point of Armistice Day was supposed to be never again. Never, I mean, World War One. Yeah. 50 million people died. You know, so the, the point of the day was, yes, honor, honor them and all that. But it was like, let's never, ever do this again. Yeah. Um, um, and that message has kind of been taken out of taken out of this. The object of this should be uh, to create uh, fewer and fewer dead veterans and right. that we have to remember on, on Memorial Day. So I think that's pretty important. And somewhere we've lost that message. Just uh, Adolf Hitler didn't get the memo on the Armistice Day mm-hmm. meeting there. No, he was out. He was I'm out on Armistice Day. Let's do this again. Let's kill another 150 million. Um, so yeah, that's today, and we're gonna we're gonna eat some grub today. Drink a few Coca Colas, right? 
Ginger's boiling eggs. That's right. Potatoes are boiled. Boiling, oh. Are they done? Yep. Did you, yeah. get all, did you get all your potatoes boiled? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to talk about it. But you guys need toilet, more toilet paper in there. Yeah, do, do you need some wet wipes now? <laughs> yeah. I got a back scrubber in the shower in there. <laughs> so, what, do you remember Heath used to be my music manager? Yes, I remember Heath. Yeah. We had that bathroom that was right there in the in the the stock room so if you were coming out of the back there's zero privacy you're coming out of the, everybody knew you went in there everybody knew you were coming back right, right. and he would just come out of there and it's like you know just go in there take a dump and he'd be like dang man i had to wipe my back all the way up my back on that one it was bad it was real bad <laughs> um it's like dude in uh was it Stillwater who used to go in there and bomb the still water bathroom oh he was the stocking well, it had to be a stocking crew guy right yeah they're god always they're there. always the rejects they aren't they were. <laughs> yeah. we, can't, we can't have this guy working with the public you got to put him on the stocking crew <laughs> right. at night yeah, yeah <laughs> where prefer- nobody can preferably at night you know but that, that dude was there during the day he was, i think he was the stocking crew manager um so we're at 40 minutes so we need to transition to orphan black orphan black orphan black talk you guys digging this season Yes. Yes. That would seem like a reserved yes. Um, when whatever night we watched it, a couple nights ago, I, I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Talk and then all interject. So here, here, here's my. I hate that Helena has been taken out of the show. Essentially, yeah, very little. I wanted to see her year. knife fighting pregnant ass out there knife fighting and killing bad guys right and she's just gone yeah um the the new clone mk's a little annoying um i loved i love 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 the, the biggest plus to this season is um what's her name susan duncan no the killed her the one that the clone that killed herself coming back beth beth yeah. Oh, the backstory on Beth. Yeah. I loved all everything to do with Beth. Right. Yeah. In the series, um, and the whole Beth art thing. Yeah. I'm rather annoyed with the new the <laughs> new blondie, the blonde. What's her name? Can- is it Candace? Whatever clone. New. The one from last season. Well, she yeah. was in there briefly. She was like yeah, one, I think, maybe I think two episodes. I think she's supposed to be annoying. Yeah. Art. Yeah. Who I have my nickname for him has been Scally McScallface since season one. <laughs> right. I actually have enjoyed his character this season. Well, he's got a personality this season. Yeah, he's just yeah. not scowling at yeah. people. Um, and, and may have, so there's three things. Uh, Helena not being involved is literally sapping my soul mm-hmm. every time I watch an episode. <laughs> I know, I know, because uh, she is. By that far is the a clone. make. And break, make a break character for the show, and and man, I hope she comes storming back at the end. But that's exactly what they did last season, so it'd be a little lame. Um, I think that's the vast majority of people. It's her, she's one of the favorite clones. Um, the fee mm-hmm. is driving me crazy, and he's pouty McFout, pout face right oh now. Oh my gosh! And it just let, and you guys are behind. But this this week's episode is the finally the episode. That he turns the corner and gets back on the bus. That they have this thing that they're doing, and he's not throwing a fit and all this stuff. The last couple of episodes have been really good. Um, Felix drives me; has been driving me crazy. And if mm. it, if they killed him this season, be okay, good, <laughs> and move on. 
Yeah, the whole, um, I gotta find my birth family stuff. Yes, like, and now he finds this her. This is your real family. You and know, then like, Sarah, yeah. and then they've made Sarah like over overly dramatic like menopause girl. This well, year. yeah, she's freaking out over a thing in her face, and that's just like consuming well, her. Well, yeah. and up through last this last episode, she's still over the top freaking out. Not about that, but it's yeah. like the whole thing. Something. Um, and she's supposed to be the bedrock of this right. thing. Yeah, she's the, the, um, the so center. They, they've all kind of been wheels off because she's been wheels off. Um, We've really enjoyed, and we said that, I think Jenner made this comment in the your last episode, was the episode before, that, you know, at times Donnie. we found early on that Donnie was a little annoying, but he's, I like he's, Donnie. he's awesome this year. He's, this yeah. season, I he's, liked him last season too. Yeah. <laughs> I really, uh, yeah, I really actually, I thought one of the he best, me laugh. one of the best mm-hmm. scenes this whole season was when him and Helena went to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was fantastic. That's why I'm like, I don't understand number one, Helena to provide so much comic relief. Right. When the whole um, thing, like she can't get their relationship right. Um, and then she's like, they show the babies on the ultrasound. And she's like, looks babies. like mush. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it's such a great character. And it's like gone again. Like last season, she's just um, sitting in the jail cell this the whole season, the final yeah. two episodes. I'll do some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is annoying. I don't know why they took her out of the equation. I mean, I get how they wrote it as far as her... Uh, you know, making Allison feel bad for her being around with a baby, but come on, there's other ways you could do that. You know? Yeah, and Allison's character has been a lot less entertaining this season too. Yeah, they haven't had as much focus on her as, and she's as just before. been in that decorating room, like freaking out the, the whole craft season. Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. the craft room. <laughs> um, I was like, fuck, man. Well, they're not digging up Doctor. Leaky, Leaky. <laughs> that with her and Donnie. That was. I'm a good really scene. okay with less Allison and more Donnie. I'm really okay with that right now. I like Allison a lot. I do uh, like Allison a lot too. And, and especially with her when her and Donnie are the dynamic with those two together are awesome. The one that weird um weird where wears me out not weirds me out uh wears me out is fucking dreadlock girl man. Casima. Casima. She's always pouting, and she's always emotionally tore up about, where's Dolphine? What, and even this last episode was all her whole, all the way through, oh my gosh, Dolphine, what's up with Dolphine? And she's freaking out and doing all kinds of crazy, I was like, man, chill. They need to, she needs to, they need to change her birth control medicine, because whatever she's <laughs> on is jacking her up. <laughs> it's, it's the whole whatever. And she's been keeping her predominantly alive, featured. This season, and mm-hmm. she's not. Yeah. She she's the clone that I I don't. No. I, I I get why her purpose of the show, but I don't. She doesn't. I don't find her yeah. entertaining. She's at all. the she's the broad, smart one, the brainy, <laughs> the scientist, and all that, the geneticist. She needs to leave Clone Club. She's part of. Clone I'd be Club. okay just, if just, just dial her down a little bit. If, you know? Whatever the syndrome is that they have, she's supposed to be the one that's most advanced. Can we just not let her die? Uh-huh. Quit saving her. Quit coming up with medical stuff and saving Casima. Let her die. <laughs> if she's, she's going to meet her in, then like the the brothers, the crazy brothers do. Yeah, crazy yeah. brother guy clones. So here's like they're making this out to be a bad thing, and then I was thinking about this earlier before I watched this last episode. I I can't remember what brought it to mind, but so the whole point of neolution and all this stuff is to make humans genetically better, right? And I don't have you guys got to the episode where the Asian lady reveals that she had a rare genetic disorder and 
they were able to take care of that right mm-hmm. via there, gene editing and stuff at the, with the baby institute or whatever yeah Brightborn. Brightborn. Brightborn, right. Yeah, the Brightborn so, plan or whatever that she... Like, this is one of the things, the b- biggest thing going forward for for humans is how do we figure out, like, this genetic thing and the fact that our DNA is fairly terrible and it's, like, I don't know, something like 75, 80% of illnesses and diseases and all that stuff are related to our genetics. Um, you have predisposition dispositions or you have genetic disorders. It's, it's the vast majority of illnesses is is our own body. Right. Um, but the show makes it such an evil, makes it out to be such an evil thing to want to edit out that part of ourself that is killing ourself. Like, I wish there was a little bit of a, like, we have to do this type of deal. Right. As opposed to just that's pure evil. If you try to mess with genetics or our human DNA, I mean that's why uh, those companies are so sought after. Everybody's buying up all these new gene therapies and technologies. The the medical companies because yeah. that's the way. That's the that's next the, wave yeah. of medicine. That's cure everything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like the the uh, DNA editing that they're doing to cure people of AIDS and stuff and all that experimental stuff. So I almost I, I I'm a little taken aback about the theme of the show is so hardcore that it's a bad thing to mess with our DNA when that's the thing that we have to do. Because back in the day, five, 600 years ago, if you didn't have great DNA and you had predispositions for something, you just died. Right. You got cancer and you died. Yeah, you died an early death. Yeah. And now our, our the, that doesn't happen and people live and they reproduce and they pass on those bad genes. So at some point we have to figure out like, how do we filter all that crap out of our own DNA to right. to rather than you actually have an increasing percentage of the population that is going to have these disorders or this bad DNA as it's propagated, um, Mother yeah. Nature was really good about right. weeding we, that out for right. us. And, and now and now it's you know we weed out some of the things, but then there's other things that kick in at some point. We live long enough. If yeah. we live long enough, something's going to kill us. I mean, it's going to be cancer. It's going to be heart disease or something that's going to. But they point. can, based on your DNA, they can pretty much predict which cancer you're going to get. Right. You know? So... so but, but uh, you know, there's a way to edit the DNA where you don't have the predisposition for cancer or your your body is strong enough not to, you know, then then how what's the limit? You know, yeah. where, where you so, right. reset and the bar to. There's definitely know? some ethics involved in there. But I think that's like humanity has to get, get its mind around. We're going to have to somehow edit our DNA. Where they, they take me or you guys and take all the bad stuff out leave you there and then you we have kids that don't have you know the 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 all those genetic disorders and diseases right. and predispositions like that you know 30 40 years from now like we have to conquer that um so i'm a little taken back that the show is just like it's such a terrible thing to do oh yeah making making it out to be the, the bad, bad i get thing. it it's an easy easy story to tell yeah right well, it's always that you know people are using this for nefarious purposes. You know, it's never, right? Never that they're doing it for good. <laughs> you know, we just need a good guy. We need we need we need good uh, clone clones, <laughs> not bad clones. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where we go. Uh, that's a, definitely a digression, but I was thinking about that the other day. Like, that's the next medical revolution. Oh, like absolutely. you've got antibiotics, and then you've got you know modern equipment, and now you've at some point right. genetics has to be the. Oh, that's the cure for everything. It's the yeah. cure for AIDS, 